Live from Studio Sumter on Liberty Street in beautiful downtown Sumter, this is News Without Ink, a part of the Item Podcast Network presented by SKF. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Hello and welcome to News Without Ink. I'm Scott Soult, Assistant Sports Editor here at the Sumter Item, and I'm joined by veteran reporter Bruce Mills. Bruce is going to get you caught up on the week that was here in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. Welcome back, everybody. We have Bruce here with us. Bruce, how you doing? Pretty good. Hope you are. I am doing great. I was here early today. We had uh, signings um, for local high school kids going to going to colleges. Uh, I was over at Crestwood. We had four football players that are going to the next level. So it's always fun to uh, get up early, go out, and see uh, see those kids with their families. Everybody's proud, and uh, you know nothing but. Uh, promise and hope for the future it's a good time yeah i'm sure uh let's see we're gonna get everybody caught up on what happened last week one of the big stories alice drive middle school uh we did a feature story on them and i think we even had a uh a a piece on our sumter today right yes yes we did um alice drive middle school is um is a national stem certified school which and STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math, and that's a slogan that you hear a lot these days in middle school and high school because a lot of careers are moving toward that science, technology, engineering, math field, higher proportion of careers now and into the future. So the schools are trying to implement STEM studies more into their curriculum to prepare kids for that um, workforce in the future. And, um, yeah, and um, they have a, they had an experiment that was selected for a student space flight experiments program that will go to the International Space Station. Wow. And it was selected by National Review Board of Researchers and Distinguished Educators. Uh, The experiment will be on board a space shuttle flight to the International Space Station in July. And only 33 schools in the U.S., Canada, and Brazil are taking part in the Mission 14 Student Space Flight Experiments Program put on by the National Center for Earth and Space Science education in Washington, D.C. And the sixth grade team, uh, their names are Anna Allen, Caitlin Mikowski, Addie Griffin, and Mary Carter Smith. And their research project will determine the effects of microgravity, uh, that's no gravity in space, on the growth rate of brine shrimp. And uh, so to go up to space... The astronauts on the International Space Station will take a three-sectioned off test tube and then uh, combine brine brine shrimp eggs into a salt water solution, which is their natural habitat that they live and grow in. After two weeks to grow in microgravity, the astronauts will then move the shrimp 
to a kill solution so they no longer grow in the shuttle return flight to Earth. And simultaneously, the Sumter students will perform the exact same experiment with the brine shrimp on Earth at the school. And the research question is if there will be a difference in the growth rates between the two experiments due to microgravity's effects. And two years ago, another sixth-grade team of girls from Alstride Middle um, took part in this spaceflight experiments program. And they're really advanced um, as far as STEM. Uh, Alstride Middle um, became, in May of 2015, just the second middle school in the state of South Carolina to be named a nationally certified STEM school. Uh, that was five years ago. And it was second middle school in South Carolina and just the 12th middle school in the U.S. to earn the distinction. So for a small city like Sumter, that's, that's pretty good dis- distinction to be cutting edge and that sort of thing. And as you were saying, we did a Sumter Today episode on Monday. It, it aired on Monday by Micah Green and Ty Cornett. Um, that's accept- accessible from our Facebook page. And uh, we also got some great pictures from the story that are on our website as well. And so it's nice uh, recognition of um, those young ladies and the STEM program in Sumter School District and specifically Owls Drive Middle. That's really neat. And now I'm going to go back and watch that Sumter today. I, I saw the headline for it and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. But you just explaining it. Wow, that is amazing. They're going to do these simultaneous uh, experiments. And uh, and these are just middle school kids that are coming up with these these ideas and these research questions and testing it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing what kids can do now in school versus even just a generation ago. Um, I did another story in in Tuesday's paper that was somewhat related, just just the power of the internet and technology now, um, where you can just be in a in a in a regular normal looking classroom and do um, some incredible uh, science type experiments and things that would be unheard of even twenty five years ago. And that's why these STEM-focused schools and, and just the STEM-focused ideology is so important because you just see technology seeping into our lives in so many different ways. I mean, before it's over, you know, I, I don't know, before my life is over, I'm probably going to walk into a McDonald's and there's just not be a human being there. You know, I'm just going to press buttons and all of a sudden food's going to come out. And so you need you need to be trained in this technology from such a young age. And so it's great to see Alice Drive really embracing that. Like you said, only the second school in South, South Carolina to be. Uh, certified uh, STEM school like that. Really, uh, really neat things going on there. Uh, let's move on now to someone that I don't think went to Alice Drive Middle School. I'm going <laughs> to make that bet. A, uh, we've got a shoplifting suspect who forced his way out of Michael's store. Uh, you may have seen the video online of, uh, of, this, uh, of this guy just crushing through a couple of locked doors. Yeah, uh, it was a shoplifting incident at Michael's on Broad Street. Um, and uh, the suspect's 23 years old, and he was ended up fleeing with merchandise and causing $500 worth of damage to the store's entranceway. And this happened Sunday night about 7 p.m., um, and um, the police have a suspect, but they're not releasing the name as of yet, uh, the shoplifting suspect. And... He was basically um, 
seen, uh, according to store employees, hiding an unknown number of items under his jacket and attempting to leave the store. Uh, according to a police report, employees locked the sliding doors and confronted the suspect, and he became upset. Um, the suspect then made several attempts to force his way out until he successfully basically body slammed his way through the front doors, causing $500 worth of damage to the door and its lock. And then he fled on foot, and you see him disappearing off in the distance behind uh, five guys there. And um, and um, and that video was posted on Facebook. It basically went viral um, from a Sumter community member. And um, and as soon as we have official reports from the police department, um, our our cops reporter will certainly be um, posting that information and um, and putting that in our print edition. It's so interesting. I just just uh, must have been a, a week ago or so. I was I was just looking at you know how you get lost on YouTube sometime and you just start clicking and I got on a on a trail of uh, criminals getting locked into uh, like into stores they tried to rob and then this and then this happens. But it's it's this weird phenomenon where I I don't know if people are being trained to do this now to lock the door, lock a criminal inside uh, inside their their doors instead of uh, I, I know when I was you know sixteen seventeen years old my first job out of out of high school the my boss told me like you know nothing they take here is more as valuable as your life just let them go you know <laughs> so it's just it's an interesting change in strategy that these people are are employing i know we we were watching the video and we're wondering you know like if someone was going to do something and why not and i said you know for 725 an hour i'm not going to do anything i know that so that's you know, a good point you know, you know so it's just uh, it's just an interesting change in in uh, how things have evolved this i mean it in the two videos or three videos i remember watching on youtube it was effective they locked a guy with a gun into these stores he wasn't able to get out and the cops came and arrested them in this case uh, somehow this guy breaks through locked these big locked doors on a, on an entryway and was able to escape temporarily but obviously was then caught yeah and uh, interestingly he seems like pretty small size yeah to, to break through from, from the video yeah yeah and uh so see him seeing him body slam <laughs> the uh the front door it was just kind of surreal to, uh, to watch absolutely all right moving on uh also last week uh this is a great story danielle thompson from hamptons uh that was the name right Danielle, or okay, yeah, yeah. she she got the uh, the order of the Palmetto for efforts uh, to revitalize downtown Sumter. Yeah, and this is um, the award. The order of the Palmetto um, was established in 1971 by the governor at the time, and it recognizes extraordinary lifetime service and achievements of national or statewide significance. Um, basically recognizing South Carolinians who have made significant contributions to the life and well-being of the Palmetto State and its residents. And uh, Danielle Thompson is, uh, is the wife of um, um, private business owner Greg Thompson. And uh, the two of them have done tremendous amount to revitalize downtown Sumter. Uh, Greg Thompson, 14 years ago, Moved Thompson Construction and Thompson Industrial Services, which is his um, primary business. He moved their headquarters uh, to the downtown area, 
That was 14 years ago. 12 years ago, she had opened Hamptons on West Hampton Avenue, which is a fine dining restaurant. And um, five years ago, she opened Sidebar Grill on Main Street. And now she's moved Hamptons now to Main Street from West Hampton. She's also opened Rafters, which is a cocktail bar and patio upstairs. And they also have an outdoor event venue next door called La Piazza. And they're currently about to open their fifth project, which will be Sumter's Original Brewery in March. And that will be Sumter's first ever brewery, and that will be in the downtown area. And uh, the Thompson family is, is very involved in that project as well. Love that. Love all of the all of the efforts to uh, to really uh, bring this kind of fun and entertainment to downtown Sumter, right where you know we're a block away from all of that. And uh, everything you mentioned is uh, you know among the best businesses in Sumter. So can't wait for uh, Sumter Original Brewery to open. I'm sure uh, that'll live up to the uh, to the reputation of of the previous projects as well. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying about the brewery. I was speaking with a commercial realtor recently that millennials are all about experience when they go into a restaurant or a store and that sort of thing. And that brewery, you can actually see the brewing process. Mm -hmm. And the second floor, there's activities. I think on the third floor up top, there's going to be cornhole for families. So it could potentially really change the traffic downtown in Sumter, who comes to downtown mm-hmm. uh, because of that that noteworthy brewery. Uh, very few like that in the state. You probably count them on one hand. So that could really potentially change the traffic downtown. And then you can see um, we're already changing um, sort of the business climate downtown. So that could usher in even some more things in the downtown area to attract those millennials and those millennial shoppers and um, and um, sort of change the breath uh, in the downtown area. And literally everyone in Sumter benefits from this, especially the businesses in the area because you're going to have someone – you know, get drinks at Sumter Original Brewery and then go across the street uh, to Joe Grady's and, and, and have dinner. And, you know, you bring, like you said, you bring all these people to this area. They'll go to Cut Rate and Cut Rate. I always say it wrong. <laughs> and, and, you know, for, for lunch, uh, spending all their tax dollars here that can then be used for other projects and stuff. So uh, congrats to her. That's a, that's a great uh, that's a great award. Let's move into what is coming up this week, Bruce. Uh, this week is actually um, one of my beats is ed- Education Beat, and it is National School Counselors Week uh, this week. And on Friday, uh, I'm going to be doing a feature story on a Sumter School District school counselor. And the reason I mention that is I've never done a feature on a school counselor before, and this feature should be in the weekend edition coming up this weekend, and it kind of be interesting to get the perspective of a, a school counselor these days because just like the curriculum has changed in the last generation, I'm sure uh, counseling techniques and, and how to be effective in 2020 uh, has changed from the counseling level uh, for educators. So um, 
I've never interviewed a counselor before, so that ought to be an interesting piece. It, it's always interesting to me to talk to anybody that's working in um, in, in like public education um, for a variety of reasons, but but one is just the different hats they wear. I'm sure you're going to talk to this person, and it's going to turn out that they also um, help out with the front desk or you know help set up basketball games or something. I mean, you you, you get into this and in these communities, and people do so much. I remember um, I was when we first moved to Hartsville. My, me and my wife first moved here. I was looking for for jobs and applied for a couple of sort of data entry positions. Um, at, at some of these colleges, there's these sort of uh, – I can't think of the right word, but it's basically keeping a track of attendance and submitting that to uh, to the state and stuff like that. And I went on these interviews, and, and they would say to me, uh, do you have any experience um, nursing? And I'm, I, I, no, I've never been a nurse. I'm applying for a job as like data injury. But apparently two days a week, you would have to also act as a school nurse. So, I mean, and that was, I would never think of that. And so I'm sure that this counselor, in, in addition to all the, you know, the duties that we're thinking of, she probably has so many more as, as well that we're not. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because from what I understand, I'll be going to Rafton Creek Elementary up in Rembert for this interview. And she's actually a counselor at Rafton Creek only two days a week. Okay. So yeah. I'll be there on Friday. I think she's there on Tuesdays and Fridays. So speaking of what you just mentioned. Look out for that in the weekend edition, right? Yes. All right. Bruce, what else is coming up? Uh, something I, I think uh, the Democratic Party is having an event here? Yeah, Friday night, the Sumter County Democratic Party will hold its kickoff 2020 VIP reception at Patriot Hall on Hainsworth Street. Re- the reception will be from 5.30 to 7 p.m. with a candidate form from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, for more details and ticket information, visit Sumter Democrats SC on Facebook, or you can call the County Democratic Party Chairwoman Barbara Bowman, Barbara Bowman at 803-467-5670. If I didn't have basketball games that I have to work on Friday night, I'd go and I'd go with my stack of 10 Tom Steyer ma- mailings that I've gotten in the last 10 days just to give them back to him. <laughs> I'm so tired of Tom Steyer mailings in my mailbox. I can't wait for this election to be over. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you share that with a lot of people. <laughs> All right. And then on Saturday, what's coming up, Bruce? Yeah, there's going to be a, a nice show at the Sumter Opera House. Kayla Green, our executive editor, wrote this uh, in uh, Tuesday's edition. And it's called uh, One Night in Memphis. And um, basically, uh, from her story, it says it started as a simple recording session and ended up being the now-famous night that tabbed four of Americans' music most iconic figures and artists from the 50s to the 70s as the million-dollar quartet in this one-night event. So the Sumter Opera House will present a show that that pays tribute to the December 1956 night. Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Elvis Presley recorded at Sun Records, the only time all four artists would be in a studio together. Uh, one night in Memphis will take the audience back in time to experience the rock and roll royalty jam session. Um, 
they say that patrons will see authentic rock and roll, country, gospel um, from the 1950s performed by nationally acclaimed artists who have an uncanny sound, look, and feel of the original legends. Uh, The production also features an authentic and energetic um, backup band. And um, the Sumter Opera House cultural manager says, uh, simply put, this is going to be a fun show. So contact the Sumter Opera House uh, to see if seats are still available for Saturday night. That is one I'm actually going to look into. I was walking by uh, there the other day, and I saw their little sign out about it, and it looks really, it looks really interesting. I think my wife would really enjoy that. It sounds like a, a fun time of, uh, of good music. And that wraps up what was coming up this week. Bruce, what's going on next week? Well, next week, we say this for all the men out there, uh, next week, Friday, February 14th, is Valentine's Day. All right. So, um, men, we often have to plan ahead. (laughs) And uh, so we're telling you a week beforehand. And in tune with Valentine's Day, uh, me being a former research analyst, I decided to look up uh, from the Census Bureau cities and towns with the loveliest names. And I think it's really appropriate for Valentine's Day. Bruce always comes through with this great trivia. And uh, city and towns with loveliest names, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, uh, include Loveland, Colorado, population 76,000. I've heard of Loveland. That's a big city. Yeah. Yeah. and then there is a Romeoville, Illinois, <laughs> okay. population 39,632. I've never heard of Romeoville. But uh, the two smallest ones are of interest. There is Love Valley, North Carolina, and its population is 108. And it would obviously be the closest one to Sumter mm-hmm. if you wanted to take a day trip. Uh, Love Valley, it says on the Internet, according to Internet sources, is a small town located in a remote valley in the Brushy Mountains of northwestern North Carolina. It is about three hours from Sumter, 170 170 miles in your car. Uh, Love Valley was created in 1954. Um, and marked the fulfillment of a dream by its founder, Andy Barker. Barker developed two visions as a young man. He wanted to build a Christian community, and he wanted to be a cowboy. So in 1954, he combined those visions to create Love Valley, which is an Old West-style village in the hills of northwestern Iredell County in North Carolina. Many of our listeners I'm sure I've heard of that since that's just in the Tar Heel State. And the town was chartered, actually, in 1963, so not too long ago. It's modeled after the Old West towns seen in countless Hollywood films, and uh, Love Valley boasts a saloon, a general store, hitching posts, and rodeos. Automobiles, they say, are not allowed inside the town oh, limits. Interesting. And people still use Horses and horse-drawn vehicles <laughs> to travel in the town. And Love Valley, if you can imagine, it's growing. 
Uh, in 2010, the census population was 90. Now it's up to 108. Wow, that, that might be one of the biggest growth percentages in the country right there. So it's up a whopping um, 27 people All right, in Love Valley. Um, now, interestingly, the smallest, loveliest name city is, uh, according to U.S. Census Bureau, is Valentine, Texas. Now, I thought everything was bigger in Texas. Oh, not this time. <laughs> and this is Valentine is a town in West Texas, and uh, the population was 127 in 2017, down from 187 at the 2000 census. So explain to me how how you can have this lovely name and be losing people. They're right? tired of the commercialization of, of Valentine, I think. <laughs> and its name, Valentine, Texas, um, it got its origin, refers to the date of its founding in 1882 by a Southern Pacific Railroad construction crew, and that was February 14th. Its distance from Sumter is... About 23 and a half hours, about 1,600 miles All in right. the car via I-20 West, which you can hop on just right up the street in Camden. And it is just three hours away from El Paso, Texas. And I used to have family who lived in El Paso. So um, so there's a small connection that I would have. Now, how, with, far, how far away was Love Valley? Love Valley yeah. is just uh, three hours and ten minutes. Just okay, so that's not bad, and that's I, basically up I seventy seven. See, now that that's an idea for Valentine's Day because I still haven't done anything. Maybe I can. That that saloon sounds interesting. Maybe I can get the wife to go to Love Valley, go to the saloon, and you can tell her it's growing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the population was ninety in in, in ten years ago. In two thousand seventeen, it was up to one hundred eight. Bustling metropolis now. Yes. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thanks to Bruce for joining and for giving us that great, uh, great trivia as always. Folks, don't forget SKF Sumter is a global world-class employer providing a clean condition environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.